hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with my friend and colleague, Louisa Hext, and we talked all about forgiveness. And this may seem like a little bit of an obscure topic. Well, why are you talking about forgiveness? Well, forgiveness affects so many aspects of our life, of our emotional world. And it's very important on the health journey that we endeavor to forgive, to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. And this ain't easy. So how do we do that? How do we do that? And, and why do we do that? What's, what's the benefit to us from practicing forgiveness? And this is something that Louisa and I talk about is that it's a practice that forgiveness doesn't just happen, that it's, it's a daily practice just like anything else, just like taking care of your body with good food and good sleep. You can take care of your body with a practice of forgiveness. And Louisa talks about how forgiveness is a journey. So it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And she shares some stories about people who have forgiven. And it doesn't start with, you know, one day you're you're not able to forgive somebody or yourself. And the next day you wake up and you're all all done. You're all good. That's not how it works. It's a, it's a gradual process. So this is an incredible, incredible conversation with Louisa. Very important. I encourage everybody to listen to this one and share with your friends because it's something that we don't talk about a lot. But uh, I think it's absolutely fundamental for living a healthy life. Enjoy. Hello, Louisa. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello, Jill. So good to see you or to hear your beautiful voice. Yes, yes. I always enjoy speaking with you and I, and I always learn from you, which is amazing. It's, it's really a pleasure. Well, thank you. So today we're going to talk about forgiveness because this is de- your area of expertise and it's, it's such a juicy, juicy topic. So mm-hmm. before we started, you mentioned something about the holidays and that this can be a trigger time for people to kind of bring back stuff. So tell me about that. Tell me about what, what does forgiveness have to do with the holidays? Can it, can it help us have a better time? <laughs> That's an interesting and loaded question, given that we're just coming on the other side of Thanksgiving yeah. for those living in the United States is a big deal. I think overall memory takes us back to times that are good and less good, perhaps. And with that, somatically, Within our bodies, we have this feeling that we remember. And for me, for example, it is very, very clear that when the holidays come around, whichever holiday it is, whether it's Thanksgiving or for me, a Jewish holiday, that I have memory. And sometimes those memories are challenging because they're not always good. And I'm not suggesting that we forget our past. I'm thinking about different ways to reframe the experience so it is less uncomfortable. Does that help explain? Yeah, I like that to reframe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does that does reframing lead to forgiveness? Is that I think 
that forgiveness is organic. Hmm. While it may be intentional, an intentional gift that we offer to another, that if we have the opportunity to release a grudge, a resentment, pain, suffering, there is less of a need to forgive. So it's the work that we're doing to release Mm. that allows us to take a journey. And at the same time, people with intention engage in the practice of forgiving. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really loaded because we have each and every one of us an entirely different understanding relationship with forgiveness you know people call it the f word because <laughs> it affronts inspires people in equal measure you know it's tricky it's messy it's complicated it's difficult to unpack and for most it doesn't come easily yeah why why is it so hard for us to do that to forgive yes well first of all it takes a deep muscle that comes from within self it's yeah. not an external practice is an internal practice. And you, the expert, Jill, have a lot of respect for you and and the work that you do around diet and nutrition know that it's an internal job, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go to the store and buy foods that are, are good for you. You can even grow food that's good for you unless you create that recipe and put it together and actively do it you may as well just leave the food in the ground and the stuff in the store I mean you have to intentionally do it and I think that's what's challenging and to add to that people as human beings we have a really hard time going through pain with intention It's a Mm. lot easier to go around it. And then temporarily you have that fix. And I'm thinking about how to relate this to your audience who may be thinking about food as their way of stuffing feelings. Mm -hmm. So we can feel better for a while. My thing is chocolate, Mm -hmm. like a really good piece of chocolate. And it, almost blocks that pain, that edge, right, for a moment. And then there might be some good healthful benefits of eating that good piece of dark chocolate, yet it's temporary. Mm -hmm. And the only way, and you ask why it's so difficult, the only way is to move through it. Mm. And with that, moving through it, if you're willing to do that, there's a healing balm because you will be stronger on the other side so much more so than if you went around it but it's the hard work of moving through does that make sense absolutely yeah I love how you say it's temporary because think of how much we are promoted through our childhood and in society to you know push down those feelings as you said stuff down those feelings and to do anything anything but just face them or move through them. So whether it's eating or exercising or arguing or, you know, shutting down, like there's so many different things that we do to avoid those emotions. 
that it, it is hard because we we we've literally have not been taught how to how to do it. We've been taught the the opposite, whatever it is, the opposite of that. So I can mm-hmm. see because when it comes to forgiveness, it's whether it's forgiving ourselves or forgiving someone else we are going to have to face those emotions that that certain amount of pain whether it's a feeling of betrayal or you know extreme disappointment in ourselves or betrayal from someone else you know nobody who who wants to to move through that that's that's not fun you know <laughs> so then yeah then you know that's i can see why that it's hard um and i like that you brought it right to the food because i do think that's we are literally, I mean, I had, you know, when my kids were little and, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, me and the other parents, if the baby cried or the toddler cried or complained, well, what do you do? You give them food. So we're literally teaching our kids from a very early age, mm-hmm. like food equals comfort, but it's just a temporary comfort. And if you don't move through it, then it's going to crop back up. And and oftentimes I, I feel like it crops up in an uglier and uglier ways as time progresses, <laughs> maybe not always. Well, it may be back to those triggers. I mean, I'm thinking back, and I wanted to share with you a conversation that we've had before about what my mother thought that she could do to help me based on her opinion of how I looked Mm -hmm. to change my behavior around food. And I didn't even think I had an issue about food, but it was the external world's perception of how I should look. And there's a couple of things here which caused me to think about the internal job again. You know, the ability yeah. to do the work myself of forgiveness. I had to forgive my mother for paying me to lose weight, which is an absolute bizarre thing that she would offer me money to go on a diet and that I actually took the money and did the diet. Mm-hmm. And then I had to forgive myself for this transaction. Yeah. And was it because I thought I should lose weight? Or was it because I wanted my mother's approval? Mm-hmm. And what was her perception of my appearance that apparently was heavy it's kind of a funny story about what was really going on, but it, that she saw me as having put on weight when I went to college. And actually I had, because I was having too much fun. It was my first quarter away. <laughs> and this idea about what society expects us to look like. So there's so many different layers, layers yes. and layers and layers. Yeah. This is the world that I live in is, is like the layers kind of swimming. I was going to say peel them away. Like in, in nutrition, in the medical world, we have this, or at least functional medicine, this expression where you, mm-hmm. you know, someone comes and you peel away a layer and then you can help them a little bit. And then you peel away another layer. I almost feel like with what we're talking about, it's like you're kind of swimming in the layers. <laughs> you don't ever really fully peel off a layer. Right. It's just kind of... <laughs> moves around. <laughs> and I love that analogy though. It's funny. Actually a practical image. I don't know if it's an image, but I talk about forgiveness being a journey without a destination. Ooh, I like that. It wow. is a journey that meanders. So there's no one direct path and there's no one direct way. 
I'm not a big proponent of steps, teaching steps. Mm-hmm. There are strategies that I might offer for individuals that want to learn more. However, not if you do this and this and this and this order. I mean, there's a process. The path is also important to envision because there may be roadblocks on the path. You know, imagine you have, I don't know, branches or logs that have fallen down in the path and you can either go around them or move through them and the potential of going forward and taking steps back Mm -hmm. and then going forward. So it's very important for people who are doing work around forgiveness, whether it's to self, which is the core, and or to others, that there is no direct line. You might have a North Star, which is where you want to ground yourself or envision where you want to be, yet to be kind and allow yourself to falter, reframe again, make mistakes, and have the successes along the way because every single time you move forward, despite the roadblock, you're stronger on the other side. Mm, Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was thinking about forgiveness is a very, I'll just say like, I forgive pretty easily. (laughs) But not to say that I don't have a few little things here and there, but I think it's actually more in my nature to sort of let things roll off my back easily. But my experience with, let's say, holding a grudge, as you said, against somebody, is that it's a very complicated thing. It's, you know, feeling anger, perhaps, and then feeling guilty about feeling anger, you know, being confused about someone's behavior or your own or my own behavior, you know, wishing things were different. Like there's so many different things around it. So I, I could see what you're saying, how this is sort of this you know, kind of circuitous route and it's bumpy mm-hmm. and sometimes you slide back or you take a few steps back. And because of the nature of it, it's not just one emotion. It's never just one emotion. It's a complex of emotions and thoughts and like you said, memories. So I like the fact that you're saying that because it's 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 kind of giving forgiveness the respect that it deserves, <laughs> the practice of, of of forgiveness, the respect that it deserves. So I want to hear a little bit about what you do and how you help people. And if you want to share a little bit about how you got into doing this work Mm. or this play, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) This this play? Play. You know, lately I've been really trying to just always replace the word work with play. I love it. (laughs) You know, I fell into this work. It's very, very bizarre. I too have been a very forgiving person, almost to the point of having to think about boundaries because Mm. giving too much of myself has the potential to establish the boundary of protection and allow bad behavior, what I would call bad behavior, which of course it's important to say doesn't define an entire person. I fell into this work because I met a woman by the name of Marina Cantacuzino, and she founded all the way back in the early 2000s, a little charity in England 
London called the Forgiveness Project. And I was fascinated by her direction, actually. Her interest was gathering stories, real life stories of people who, in the face of their trauma, their atrocity, their loss, had chosen to relinquish the grievance rather than essentially act out their pain. So on a larger level, that would be a war, for example. You know, you do something to me, eye for an eye, I'm going to do it back to you. You can learn a lot about leaders across the universe, across the globe, who make decisions about Mm. war and if they are forgiving or not forgiving people. And Maureen is a journalist, so she actually went and visited with former Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who's been gone almost a year, the most amazing man who was engaged in the Truth and Reconciliations and commissions in South Africa around apartheid. And she had the privilege of sitting across from him and she goes, do you think this forgiveness thing is a good idea? And he said, to forgive is not just to be altruistic. It is the best form of self-interest, meaning that it starts with us and it's good for us. And I was really taken by her journey because she was responding directly to the war, I believe in Iraq. It was after Afghanistan. And that people's response was to act out their pain. She wanted to gather the story of the other, and she did. And about a year and a half later, I ended up becoming the North American coordinator for a traveling art exhibit called The F Word, which shares 18 of her most profound stories Mm. at the beginning of the Forgiveness Project journey. And the charity was was evolved after this exhibit curation that was a personal project for her. So I got into it. I thought I was just going to be like an administrator of this project. And it's 11 years later. Mm. And through that work, I realized, or that play, Mm -hmm. that the individuals that I was working with within my career, which had always been working with people in different kinds of contentious, challenging situations, whether it was persons who experienced disabilities and the challenges they experienced, all the way to currently a practice that I still have, working in family court with highly conflicted families, that the common denominator with all of these individuals who were angry, who were distressed, who were in pain, was their inability to relinquish a grievance. Mm. was their desire to hold on to a badge of honor and say, you know, I have a right to feel the way that I feel. And yes, you do. However, how long are you going to hold on? And what's it going to cost you? Yeah, emotionally and painfully. And I I got into the work that way and have been fascinated and gathered stories myself of individuals who have had unbelievable loss. My colleague and friend, Mary Johnson, here in Minneapolis, who ultimately forgave the man who murdered her only son, Lorraine. Now, granted, 
there's a big difference between what I would constitute as radical forgiveness and that journey I was describing. Mm. And Mary's experience with forgiveness was a journey, it was not radical, because at that time there was no forgiveness at all. It was throw him in the prison and throw the key in the river, right? Yeah, sure. So I hope I answered your question. It was a little long-winded. No, no, that that was fascinating. And you brought up so many good points. You, I like how you sprinkled them in there in the story. I feel like we could talk about forgiveness for maybe a couple more days on this podcast, but <laughs> like straight. <laughs> but um, it just, it brings up so much. It's so, it's really like at the core of, of so many issues that people have. It's yeah. mind-blowing. So yeah, I feel like, I'm I'm glad that we gave kind of, you know, had this conversation. I don't want to say it's an overview. I think we touched on some of the points. Yeah. I, what Something I wanted to share, perhaps I forgot as I was talking about all of this painful stuff, is that I've made a decision in my career to let go slowly of this practice where the, the people that I work with are highly conflicted and want to mm-hmm. fight and are unwilling mm-hmm to take another path. And so my practice has evolved into coaching individuals who are aware that there are pain points that are rooted in the suffering and realize that it doesn't serve them anymore and want to do something about it. And that's the key that I desire to be that guide to support people to become their best selves despite recognizing that we're flawed. We are. And I've had my own experiences. I'm not just the expert. You were really kind at the beginning, saying I was an expert around forgiveness. I would say that I'm an expert because of my own lived journey, my own life journey, my own struggles, having lived many decades now (laughs) and (laughs) wanting to partner with people. Yeah. And people who are who are interested in that journey and and Mm -hmm. they're open and ready to take that journey. I mean, it's the same thing in in our work too. People who are coming to us are people who are ready. They recognize that the problem is causing more pain than they're willing to accept, right? They're they're willing to take action and taking that action is less costly than doing nothing. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I feel, and I, you just put that so beautifully and eloquently. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And not, and not everybody's ready for nutrition or, or weight, you know, not everybody has to lose weight, but I'm just saying, or changing their diet or fitness or whatever. Not everybody's ready for forgiveness or in this moment. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's, it's when, when people are ready that we're here. Yeah. For that. <laughs> it's interesting because what I've learned is that one has to give something up in yeah. order to let go. Yes. And it's harder to move forward when we're an adult. When you think about kids, little ones, there's more of a willingness to move on. Mm-hmm. And the meaning making piece that we may not necessarily make sense of what the act or the action is, but the meaning making is that we want to find purpose. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be that drive right, to do that. And I'm sure that 
you can empathize with that in in your work with your clients. Yeah. But one thing I'll say is that no matter what the practice is, because this is really all you talked about how it's a practice and, mm-hmm. and everything that we do is is the same thing. And I do want to say that oftentimes people, they're not motivated, they're not ready because they're afraid. Like you said, they have to give something up. Uh, it's going to be too painful. It's going to be too scary. They're not going to be able to do, you know, there's all these fears that come up around making these changes. But the thing that's so beautiful, it's ironic, but it's also beautiful when you recognize this and realize this is that the process doesn't have to be so painful and terrible. Like it can be, well, I'm not going to speak for the forgiveness journey per se, but I think, I think I would hope that you would agree that there's, there may be some things that are challenging, but overall it's not a terrible experience. (laughs) Like it can be a little bit of play and it's not as hard. I think we, we make it seem like it's so much harder than it actually is. And, and, and as you were saying earlier, there's so much to get out of it. And then when you start to, it's not, it's not like one day you, didn't forgive yourself or, or that person or that situation. And the next day you've become enlightened and you've forgiven them. And, and now you can move on with your life. That's not how it works. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. And so if you think of it as a journey, it can be gentle. It can be healing. It can, you know, there can be a lot of wonderful things that happen along the way of this journey that make it doable. And so I think that's a really important thing to point out that it's not it is with dieting. I know that like, oh, well, one day you're not on a diet and the next day you are on a diet. Forget yeah. about all of that. It's a, it's a bumpy, as I, I often have been known to say, you know, it, everything happens in the gray zone. <laughs> it's like this nebulous gray zone. Like that's where the magic happens. So it doesn't have to be terrible. It can be even, I would venture to say, pleasurable, holistically speaking about it, even if there is a little bit of challenge or pain that you have to go through. Like the pain and suffering I'm having at Rose snoring. I'm so, I'm just so bad <laughs> I, that. I think it's kind of like a little nice background music. <laughs> you know, one of the things, as I'm seeing that we're kind of coming up to the yeah. end here, is the question that I would invite your listeners to consider is what are you getting out of holding on to whatever it is you're holding on to? And I'm teaching a class right now with a small group of students. And I asked that question to the group. And one person in particular was extremely intrigued by that question. It was this, no one's asked me that before. I know that I'm holding on to these, what I would consider to be little grievances, particularly within the context of my relationship. I don't know what I'm getting out of just hanging on. And that I think is really helpful. And what do we want to change? The the final things, the takeaways, I think, are the importance of realizing that forgiving isn't forgetting. That's one stereotype. And back to the reframing, it's how we remember. It's not taking away that memory. It's not condoning an action either. And I mentioned this at the beginning, how an action doesn't define the entire person. 
that's helpful. And also the gift that you're giving to somebody else and to yourself that it's a big thing. It's not, uh, forgiveness is not about expecting an apology from someone else, which is really hard for people Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. recognize. Because if you ask the question, well, if that person was remorseful, would you find it easy to forgive? And almost always people will say yes. That's just human nature. Like you want somebody to be truly sorry. Yet without taking the path, the world continues to move on and you get left behind yeah. <laughs> in that pain and suffering, right? Yeah. So you have a choice. Yes, we always have a choice. In a gentle way. I don't want to mean oh, well, that you're a, not a good person because you can't do it. Just consider what it would take to make it happen. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been just such a beautiful, wonderful conversation. Aww, <laughs> it's you. like something I needed to hear today anyway. <laughs> I like I like this because I can then listen to what I truly believe is the path because I struggle as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm out there. If people want to chat, you know where to find me. Thank you so much, Louisa, for being with me today. I appreciate You're it. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to that episode with Louisa Hext. Louisa is a skilled and experienced mediator, coach, speaker, and consultant. And she partners with her clients to f- explore forgiveness, reconciliation, and conflict resolution. And this is so wonderful because Louisa has a program that she offers consistently. She's running one right now. She mentioned it in the podcast, so you can sign up for the next one. And this is a four-week program called Forgiveness, Your Journey to Freedom. Become the hero of your forgiveness story. So it's a nice introductory way to learn about forgiveness and how it can really help you in your life. And as I mentioned, in your health. I think it's fundamental for your health. So we will put the links in there for Louisa's website, consultantshex.com, and we will also put the link for the forgiveness course. So check those out and see if that's something that you would like to do. And also, as always, please do visit our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N, standing for With Your Nature, With Your Nature Wellness and Weight Loss. We have a couple of different programs for you. And uh, we are experts in helping women live a healthy happy, fulfilling life through our work with nutrition and sleep and stress management and fitness. And we we talk about all of those things. And most importantly, the mindset around weight loss, around higher health. And as you can tell, but we spend time here talking about forgiveness because that's part of the mindset, forgiving yourself and forgiving others. So do check out our website, that's winweightloss.com, and you can go to forward slash blog to learn more and uh, get more inspiration and empowerment. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.